Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There we go. But if you, you minimize the record button's not there. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Scientifically Speaking. Today's guest is a wonderful friend of mine. I have been following you, I think, like, since the beginning of my whole social media career. This is insane. And so, which was, I have started on social media, like, what, 2018? And this is the first time that we are talking face-to-face. So... Everyone, my my guest is um, Mr. Southern Homo. Uh, literally, that's on his birth certificate. Uh, first name Southern, <laughs> last name Homo. Mr. Southern Homo <laughs> is a first-year attending anesthesiologist and interventional pain physician enjoying the big city. In- yeah? Uh, possibly. One of the big cities. Oh, do you want me to cut that out? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Brian. Can you please cut that part out? <laughs> but I do. I do want to talk about that a bit. Okay. I will. I won't specify yes. the city. Yes, we can talk about it. Okay. So I literally was in your city a couple of weeks ago, and I did not know that you live there because if I had known, I obviously would have hit you up. Like, how, how long have you been there? I've, this is my second year here. So I did my fellowship. I moved to a different city to do my fellowship, and then I stayed on to be an attending. And I just really liked it. Mm, I feel like a lot of... Actually, no, I don't want to describe the city because everyone's going to know exactly what city it is. It's, okay. it's, but... kind, of, it's kind of like this, like, everybody <laughs> knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> I didn't know. Literally, when you when you messaged me the other day, um, because I just made a sponsored video, and I mentioned that I was in a particular city, and then you're like, "Yo, you're here," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And then when you said that I'm in your city, and I was like, "No, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I would have hit you up." Oh my gosh! So, what is uh, is it like everything that you expected it to be when you moved there? Uh, no, the first time that I ever stepped foot to in where I live now is the day I moved here. And I had no expectations. <laughs> that was because in, that's because in medical training, it's a match system. So Yar. it's not like you apply for a job or you apply for, you know, a school or a program. And then you're saying, okay, I'm going to accept your, I'm going to accept your offer and I'm going to go there. 
right? Slay. You're right. It's a it's a computer it's a computer algorithm that I don't completely quite understand, and then a computer basically tells you where to go. And then you have like a chance to prioritize where you want to go, right? Same thing yes, with on do. their end. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. So we call it a match system because like it matches based on your preference. So it's Tinder. Gotcha. It's yeah, it's Tinder. basically Tinder. You both Got- have to swipe. Yeah. Like right. Exactly. So right. Yes. <laughs> stop acting fit. You're like, um, I have never used Tinder forever, so I don't know what it is. So pretty I much, I met my current. I met my current partner on Tinder. Same so here. In like two years. So Same I don't remember which way to <laughs> Wait, I I learned a couple months ago that you were dating someone and I didn't know. How long have y'all been together? So we started dating the very first night I moved here. Really? Wait. Yes. Wait, wait. So okay, so you matched schools um, or residency, pro- mm-hmm. residency programs. And then after you moved to your city, is that what you also matched with your current boyfriend? Yes. So we ba- we met um, a couple of years ago at a conference. We're both anesthesiologists. So we met a couple mm-hmm. of years ago at a conference. And then we like intermittently DM'd each other on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it was just, but it was just like very like friendly, like nothing, nothing like mm, romantic or anything really, like that. Really, yeah. okay. And then when I before I moved here, I was on the Tinder. What do they call it? The one where you can like change your cities. What do they call that? I can't oh, remember. I know. Uh, you, know uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Though? Yes. So yes. Like, yes. So like, yes. I was like, I was, I was moving here in like two weeks, so I changed my city there. So we matched before I moved there. But we went out to dinner the first night I moved there. Mm. At any point, were you before even dating him, were you like, I want to date him. I want to be with him. Or I find him very attractive that I want to be with him. No, because like it was just like we knew of each other, but it was never because we were like what a thousand miles away. It was just like, mm. no. Mm, OK, 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 OK. And y'all have been together for how long again? So this was uh, June 2021 when I moved here. Oh, so y'all have been so together like, for a year, about a year. Yeah, yeah, a little over a year. Girl, me too with my boyfriend. We yeah, we like also a- matched on Tinder. Yeah, we've been together for, it would be our 11 months. And seven, That's in so a week. exciting. I know. We <gasps> literally, we've been on like a similar trajectory. I can never fucking say this word. Trajectory. 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 And the fact that, one, I I literally just learned that you're Vietnamese a couple Uh of, like, last week, which is mind-blowing. I didn't know you're Vietnamese. And then, two, the fact that we're, like, dating, uh, our our dating history is kind of similar. Mind-blowing. Twinsies, twinsies. Literally, twinsies, twinsies. Wait, so when did y'all, like, what is the exact date of when y'all started dating? June 6th. Shut the fuck up. Literally, me too. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What is your date? No. It is 
Sorry, June fifth. June fifth. Wow. Ooh, the day after <laughs> You're Independence to this. Day. I'm sorry. Yeah. The day after Independence Day. No, no that's July. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> you, <off>. said, <laughs> <laughs> you said June. June. You said June, but I interpreted it as July. <laughs> oh no! no. Uh, I literally follow the the stereotype of like STEM majors who are just bad at history and bad at English. Really, I went to a liberal arts college, so. Really. Yeah, so I had to take all those history classes, and. A bunch of English and writing classes. My, I, my only, the only grade that I didn't get an A in in college was um, European history. European history. Yeah, I'm still bitter about that kind of. Honestly, <laughs> you know those stereotypes of Americans where like Americans are just dumb and we don't know anything outside of the U.S. It's like, true. It's true. I literally yeah. follow that stereotype. I don't know any Europe. You're beating yourself up about not getting an A in European history. I would have failed. I probably would have flunked out of the class. I like probably would have failed and even like flunked out of the college. I don't know any. I mean, I know bits and pieces, but I don't yeah, know anything. Like, yeah, like the queen just died. That's it. That's all I know about European history. Wait, Beyonce? No, it's no, what's her name? The, the white lady. Forgies. <laughs> Wait, so when did you graduate college? I graduated college. Gosh, I have to think about this. Oh my Not gosh, this is so long. I, uh, all so I, I know is I graduated high school in 2009. So oh I, I graduated high school in 2009 because class is 2009. We are so fine. That's how I remember that. Ew. So college would be four years. So 2013 was college. Twenty when you graduated. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so yeah, you were yeah, 2013. You were a senior in high school when I was a freshman. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I remember when you posted your um, I think your age on Instagram like probably a year or two ago. And then I was like, uh-huh. bitch, you're older than me? You look so young. I know, I'm which 31. is weird because you don't look 31. You look literally 21. You look 10 years well, younger. Well, I religiously avoid the sun. And uh, as you should. I've been, and I've been using Retin-A, Tretinoin, since I was an intern. Everyone listen. He's a doctor. So if you want to look young youthful uh and supple then listen to him listen to the doctor and i got my first botox um just 10 units on my forehead nothing exciting nothing Uh major like last spring that is so fucking funny because i literally got botox um in march of this year the person that was administering the the botox said that generally people administer about 20 to 50 uh-huh. right oh my god and i was like i was like okay this is my first time let's do baby steps let's do 10 and 10 or 11 yeah. and she was really focusing on my what do what are they called 11 lines yeah yeah eyebrows and, yes yes yes, yes, yes but she's like there is a chance that if she doesn't do it correctly like the eyebrow can droop or something and i was like mm. yeah, yes 
Yes, and I was like, um, no, let's just do the forehead because I think that's where my lines are prominent. And mm-hmm. it only lasts for like three months, right? And then you have to like yes. do it again. Yes, Botox lasts for three months. It gets kind of expensive. I get mine for free because I know I and I'm Botox. jealous. <laughs> so I just like use the leftovers. Leftovers from patients? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, it just goes I guess... into the trash either way. Oh my god. Okay, so what you're saying is whenever I come back to your city, I'm gonna visit you, visit you in the office, and you're gonna you're gonna stab me, you're gonna give me some Botox for free, right? Okay, right. Sounds great. Yeah, li- well, literally the first time the first and only time I got Botox, if I wasn't even planning on getting it, because we I we had just I just injected a patient um who gets migraines, so we I give Botox for migraine headaches, and then my attending was like do you need Botox? Raise your eyebrows. Raise your eyebrows. Mm. And she's like, oh, you need. She's like, oh, you need Botox. Come sit here. And then she just started uh, injecting me. I I would feel so offended if someone said that to me. Like, hey, Darren, do this. Yeah, you need you need to get surgery because that looks weird. Or you need to, yeah, you need to get Botox because you have a lot of lines in your forehead. Yeah, I would be hurt. Oh my god, what happened? Were you offended? No. Well, she's like a young Asian woman. She was only like two years older than me. And she's like, I get it too. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know why. This is giving me like um Bling Empire vibes. Like oh my if gosh, Anna... Bling Empire. Do you watch it? I do. I watched the first episode of the most recent season three. So I finished it's... one and two. You know it's fake, right? It's fake. It's so fake. Everything sounds so rehearsed. Yes, it's so rehearsed. Like... People and, do not have this much drama in real life. Yes. Like, and I feel like they are really pushing, like, the cultural aspect of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. I feel like a lot of the things that we do culturally just happen, but they, they, they are really pushing it. And I think it's, I think because of, like, Crazy Rich Asians, I mean, which which is great to, like, to the um non-asian eye but to us asians we kind of see like through that facade where it's not really authentic and i think they're just trying to i don't know it just i don't know i just it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way that it's not authentic you know what i mean it's not authentic. it's like i have the same feeling as selling sunset for example selling sunset, sunset is you are like the fourth gay person I know that watches that show. Is it really that good? Selling Sunset. I don't watch it. Oh, I watched. Oh. The, I watched. I watched a few episodes. It's that reality TV show on Netflix where yeah. they sell real estate in like Southern California or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. also very fake. I don't know. I feel like all the reality shows on Netflix are very scripted and fake. Um, one of the apparently one of the main people, one of the main gals of Selling Sunset, made an appearance on Bling Empire. I didn't know, but I watch it because of how how fake it is. I don't watch it because it's good. I watch it because it's how bad it is. Yeah, the drama is just so. There's just so a lot of misunderstandings, miscommunications. They're just trying to find drama in yeah. areas where there isn't it's, actual drama. Yeah, it's like a lot of pot stirring and games of telephone. And it's like we live in an age where you can just text someone. Like, just text them. True, for real. Rather than, like, going and trying to find different stories. I don't know. It just feels all very... My mom's workplace had, like, uh, a picnic at a ranch for, like, families. And um, they had, like, this caricature artist. And... 
I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but I took a picture of the uh the picture that that the artist drew of me. And I was so offended that they drew me like Kane. I look Mm -hmm. like Kane. I know. I look like Kane from Bling Empire. But hey, they gave me a very chiseled jaw. But like, my boyfriend and I were like, this this person looks so familiar. And we're like, oh, wait. This is literally Kane from Bling Empire. And then my boyfriend like took a hard look at me. He was like, yeah, I mean, to some extent, you kind of do look like him. And I was like... He's what you would look like if you went too hard on the fillers and the Botox. Yes. So be careful. Oh my. Be careful next time. I know. I actually I want my all stars glow up. I want my lips uh, filled and my cheekbones uh, huge. Do you have any fillers? I don't. I I would never use fillers. I never have and I never will. I actually I'm actually fine with how I look. So. Actually, yeah, you are very handsome. Get plastic surgery, but um, I, I mean, I'm an anesthesiologist, so I see what happens in the operating room too. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. Uh, so it's just like it's not like all that plastic stuff is not really for me. For yeah, no, I'm I'm totally yeah. with you on that. I've seen. I think what has really scarred me is seeing a lot of botched surgeries. Yes. Have you seen um? Have you seen Madonna recently? Like in person? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. no, I think no, I think a lot of celeb, not many celebrities, age gracefully. I'll say that, and I think it's as a result of like, I don't know, doing stuff to yourself to like try to maintain that youthful look. Yes, like with a scalpel or like a needle, and it's not something I would do. Like I, I wouldn't even get Botox again. You've only done Botox once? I've only done Botox once. And I won't oh, do it again. Girl, yeah. this entire time I thought you've been doing it like every three months. Wow. Oh no, I, I only got I only got it once and like when I get extra Botox, I give it to my friends. Wow. So yeah, we are I've similar. Only, yeah, I've only gotten it once, but I wouldn't do it again either. Wow. Well, girl, your skin regimen looks your skin looks good. Thank okay. you. Okay. And I feel like you you also give a lot of advice on Instagram about like um just like just like general health uh advice. And I remember when I think like two years ago. Oh my you, God. you you give <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> do you know what I'm about to bring up? <laughs> I don't know. I talk a lot of shit on Instagram. So what happened two years ago? Um you Told your oh, followers. is this the moisturizing your hole? Yes, that is. <laughs> that is revolutionary. Okay, it is. I, oh my god! I remember you like did this for a while. Like you were so adamant, and I was like, "Interesting. I'm not going to do it, but interesting." <laughs> and then one day, I was like, I hopped out of the shower. I hopped out the plane at LAX with my dream man, my cardigan. Mm-hmm. No, so I hopped out of the shower. And the then... dream being a smooth hole. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I'm not usually like a bottom, but I was like, I just wanna, I just wanna like not saying Treat that yourself. you have, to... yeah, exactly, not saying that you have to be a bottom to to moisturize your hole, but I was like, I just wanna just, just you know just have smooth skin all around, and yeah. it was mind blowing. It was life changing. 
my life changed for the better. Okay. I legitimately and... get so many comments about it. Not my whole about like people like surprising <laughs> for the it's first like, time. It's <laughs> like it's like you just naturally posting your whole on like Instagram <laughs> nonchalantly. No, just like people like people doing it for the first time. They're like, oh my god. Well, my rationale is always so I have actually have like pretty severe eczema. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a backstory to all this. So you're saying you have eczema. really bad eczema on your asshole. That's what you're saying. No, it's just like gotcha. just like anywhere <laughs> on my body. So they're like random patches pop up, right? Yeah. Um my eczema is kind of atypical. Like I've actually gone to the dermatologist several times and had to get like like biopsies to make sure it wasn't anything like more sinister, right? Yeah. Um turns out it's just like eczema. So like ever since I was a teenager, I've been moisturizing religiously so i use like i don't use lotions because that drives like dries you out even more i use moisturizing cream really and then on top and then on top of that i layer it with ointment like Mm. vaseline right Mm -hmm. so i actually have like legitimate dry skin and like every time i'm out of the shower the first thing i do is moisturize my entire body and i think most people do that too they lotion you know their you know their arms their legs yeah i lotion my my yeah so I if use... you lotion everything, uh-huh. why are you skipping your ass? Damn, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. I put lotion on everything but my asshole. But well, after why listening... Why do you skip that? The, bo- the body part that probably gets the most chafing. Mm, damn. Your whole, de- your whole deserves love, too. Damn. Not Okay, I feel like... All literally, all the straight people are like, all the straight men who are listening are probably like, "What the fuck?" Like, I don't mean like, "Why do you touch my asshole?" <laughs> Let alone like, "Why would I even like? Why would I even touch my asshole with moisturizer?" That's that's gay, huh? Yeah, I mean that makes that does make a lot of sense. But okay, let's 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 go back to lotion okay. to drying your skin. Is that really true? So lotion, I think, is like more there's more water in it because it's like smoother than a moisturizing cream, right? It's like smoother, more liquid. It's like the water evaporates. So there's like less of a barrier on your skin. So Mm -hmm. that's why you use moisturizing creams. They're thicker and they stay on longer and last longer. Damn, who knew you would give um, medical advice on this podcast? Wow, okay. So Individual results may vary. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Go see your local dermatologist. This is actually where you get a lot of lawsuits because you didn't. Um, I'm actually going to ask my editor to um, cut that part out, and then you're going to get a lot of lawsuits. So okay. yeah, yeah, just just. <laughs> I actually, I actually uh, make it a point to not ever give medical advice besides, like you know, like regular stuff, like go get your flu shot, things like that. Wait, you believe in I'm- flu shots? I do believe in flu no, shots. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I believe in I believe in all the shots. Give me all the antigens. You believe in give that government all, propaganda? Give me all the shots. Give me all the needles. I want all of it. I want it all. You're like, give me Botox. But, give me vaccine. Yes. Give yes. Me but what I've noticed from social media, especially now that for the past couple of years, TikTok has been on the rise, is like a lot of people without any credentials at all. Yes. Right? Can just go and like spew something because they're trying to hawk a product. Yes. They're trying to hawk like something that they're selling. Right. Yes. Like, yesterday, for example, it was someone was doing like a colonoscopy. It was like a very brief thing of a colonoscopy and there was a worm in it. And then 
they stitched it to this woman saying this is this parasite is in everybody's body because of the foods we eat so you need to oh continue gosh. every few weeks de-parasite and detoxify your bloodstream so you don't get these worms in your gut and it's like no people don't have worms in their gut at all so like, you don't have to detoxify you don't have to like de-parasitify yourself and then you click on her profile and it's like learn how to detox call me today and book an appointment that's so annoying. Ooh, but question. I have a yes. question for you. And what I have an answer year for you. are you in your program? Oh, I'm not. Um, You know, it's so funny. There's this huge misunderstanding that people think that I'm in grad school. I'm actually not in grad school. I. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I got, in, I got accepted to a program, but then I turned it down because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this would be really cool for my story arc. No, I don't know. I just feel like I have a lot of commitment issues. And I was like, I don't know if I can commit to this for this many years because I also want to do... PhDs are hard. You know what else is hard? That that starts with the D. I can't think of anything witty. I really can't. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, oh, what's what's the punchline? I can't think of anything. But yeah, like it's um, it's also like a time, a huge, you know, you can't do anything else. You have to like really focus on on your PhD. And I was like, I'm wanna take advantage of all the social media stuff. All these uh-huh. opportunities are being thrown my way, and I kind of just wanna do them before I commit to 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 grad school. And so I think the more that I think about it, I just want to take on all these opportunities. And I've been getting into acting a bit. And it's been super fun. And I know for sure that like, if I was in grad school right now, I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I'm doing on the side. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so in the time being, I've been just research teching which is really nice because I don't have to obviously go to class. I work on my own project at my own pace. So even if I have to fly out and go do something, I can afford to like pause my project and then resume when I come back. That's so nice. I know. I love my PI so much. And he's just super understanding, super supportive. And so he's like, yeah, like do what you got to do. Um, that's not even he doesn't sound like that. He has a very thick Polish accent. And, you know, if for any reason, if you have to leave the lab, um, if things get really busy, just let me know. And we can always have another person take over your project. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, that's so nice. I know. No, I remember following you for years, too, because I was a biochemistry major in college. <gasps> Girl, so like, your, so like your so like your early stuff was all, you know, you know, central dogma like proteins rna translation what's that right? what's imagine if i'm like what's a central dogma <laughs> now it's, I'm it's, like, <laughs> it's all now an I act can't explain any of that shit <laughs> i can't explain any of that shit but i was like oh this is so funny hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I think one of the first times I really went through a page was when you tagged me in like a tweet or something. You're like, what did you say? the gaijins tweet how we run social media something something like that and like (laughs) i like you you are so fucking funny on twitter like did did it ever become a problem in medical school or like residency programs so i started it um my my first year of med school so and so when i was in college i had a twitter but it was like you know one of your your personal twitters where you're just like following your friends and everything like that and then that's kind of like when like those like meme accounts started like um coming up yeah yeah. i just remember reading like reading through like the gay meme accounts like i'm funnier than all these people (laughs) i made one (laughs) so i made one yeah it turns out i was (laughs) you know (laughs) you remind me of um you know you watch drag race right of course. Okay, okay, I know. I, why would I even ask that? That was so offensive. Bob the drag queen has his one one bit where he's like, "Hi everyone. Um I'm from New York City, which means I think I'm better than you. I'm gay, which means I am better than you." <laughs> yeah. That's literally what you said. What you said is the same energy of yeah. of Bob's opening joke. I always heard that, like, when you're in medical school, you have to be very careful with what you post on social media because you're always being evaluated, not only in school, but, like, every aspect of your life, even outside of school. Yes, yes. Um, so one thing I'll say this, I've always been anonymous on Twitter. Like, I haven't, you know, I don't use it as, like, a professional Twitter, right? I don't say that True. I'm a medical student at this university. I'm interested in this. But... Over the past, I would say like several years or so, definitely during like the last half of my residency. So in the last like three or four years, I've noticed that a lot of medical students are on Twitter now as their professional persona. Mm. Like they have a professional headshot. They say, I'm a third year student at XYC, XYZ University, interested in anesthesiology, interested in general surgery stuff like that and yeah. they you they i think they've been using that to like 
network and everything like that. Yeah. So I think there's definitely been a shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hands down. I feel like academic Twitter is just like that, too. A lot of PIs follow each other. Also, yeah. you know what a PI is, right? Yes. Okay. Cause, uh, a principal I, investigator. Yes. I I get a handful of um DMs every now and then of like, PI, is that like, um what's... Private investigator. Private investigator. (laughs) 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 Within med school, there are a lot of like PIs, right? I mean, yeah, like MDPH. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And there are a lot of like MD only, like they don't have a PhD. Like my PI, I did three years of research in med school, like during med school, three years of research. And I had a PI and she got an MD. She only had an MD. But she had her own lab. She had like research texts and everything. And I was just, you know, I did research with her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that was that was kind of a dumb question, I guess. No, that was a really good question. It wasn't yeah. dumb at all. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, there's like definitely a shift in um, Twitter where like a lot of people, like on academic Twitter, people use it to network. A lot of PIs use it to find yes. postdocs, PhD students. In the past couple of years, there's like a, a huge sense of camaraderie on Mm -hmm. on twitter of people just supporting each other posting papers that they published also outside of grad school on twitter people are more open to talking about like burnout and yes um just like mental health that they generally don't talk about in school you know yeah the thing i wonder is i wonder how how that translates to I hope it's not all a facade and they're just doing it for show because I've definitely, because you mentioned a lot of academic people are on Twitter now. Yeah. I've definitely seen some surgeons who were other attending, yeah, yeah. you know, at, you know, say their names, say their right? names, who are, who are complete assholes, complete jerks, complete assholes, like mm-hmm. narcissistic personality disorder will scream at you. Mm-hmm. Who on Twitter, completely different persona. Hmm. It's like, I support mental health, mental well-being. I support DEI initiatives, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, no, you don't. Bitch, no, you do not. Girl. Girl, stop playing. So I wonder, whenever I see this, like, like every medical student you see on Twitter will be like, I am interested in, you know, healthcare disparities, underserved populations, um, DEI, I'm interested like LGBTQI lives, like, are you really, I really want someone to be like, I am interested in cosmetic surgery, going into <laughs> dermatology, and I want to make things. <laughs> I want someone to just be yeah. honest for once, <laughs> right? Literally, that's, that's what I want to see. <laughs> literally, like, um, <laughs> you remind me of my, um. this reminds me of my roommate in college when he was applying to medical school, and him and I, we've known each other since first grade. And so I feel like I, I am entitled to to give him shit. And we, yeah. we joke about it to this day. Because right now he's, uh, I think he's in his first or second year of residency. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, when he was applying, he was struggling on his personal statement. And I was like, I'm not going to say his name. I was like, Thomas, think, like, why do you want to go into medical school? Like, what are you passionate about? And he's like, well, I just want like a stable job. I just want to like make a lot of money. And I was like, which well, is an shit. okay thing to say. I think we should recognize that that is a completely acceptable reason to go into that. This might be a hot take. 
feel mm. free to keep it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's I perfectly mean. Accept- it's perfectly acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. People, 99% of people pick their job based on, you know, one, whether or not they like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two, job stability, and like three, salary. It's completely okay to say that. Like you would not, ne- you would never judge a lawyer for saying, "Oh, I picked this job based on like how much it pays me and whether or not I like it." But like somehow, when you say that in medicine, you get shamed. Okay, I mean, yeah. At the time, I was like, "Then just write that," and then he was like, "No," but then like, I guess because compared to our like other friends who are writing their personal statements, it was like very profound and like I want to do it because I feel like the general take. On personal statements is i there's like a, a genuine interest in helping the public you know yes you can still do that and recognize that you're doing it and know that and also recognize that the job offers stability and you know a good income yeah they're not yeah. mutually exclusive it doesn't mean you're suddenly like a hardcore capitalist right or a hardcore republican conservative republican who only cares about making a lot of money because I'm like a very progressive liberal, right? And I am fine with paying a ton of taxes. But that doesn't mean that I didn't pick my job based on the money, right? Slay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah. I, so it's just one of my things where it's just like, especially in medicine, we're like very hush-hush about it all. Which leads to like disparities in income. Like the gender wage gap is really big in medicine. Because like people are afraid to talk about it. So I'm very like, I do think it's a thing that we need to like get over. Okay, yeah, you're right. By, yeah, but I also realize that it is a hot topic. But I will say this, though. I'd be interested to, like, if you ask all your friends who are currently doctors, yeah. right, in, med- in medicine, ask them to, like, go back to their personal statement. Are they actually doing what they wanted to do in their personal statement? I would bet that mm. very few of them are, right? Because medicine is not, like, this one big hodgepodge of things where it's like, oh, I want to help people. Um Taking a specialty is hard. I, I, it's like dating. It's like falling in love, right? If you asked me to be like an internal medicine doctor or a GI doctor, I would quit. I would quit medicine right away. If you asked me to be a cardiologist, I would quit. If you asked me to be a general surgeon, I would quit. If you asked me to be like a pediatrician or a dermatologist, I would quit. Because I don't like those areas of medicine. I love my area of medicine, but like, it's not this one huge hodgepodge. It's like, oh, I want to yeah. help people. Well, I want to change the world. It, it doesn't work like that. That's fair. I mean, you're you're right. Yeah, I comparing to like other other people who write in the personal statements. I I think we have like a very naive sense of what medical school would like actually entail, and so yeah. I think we also try to write what we think the admission committee wants to like see and hear. You know. Yeah. And so yeah. I think at the time, a lot of us are just like, oh, let's just write. I think a huge enticing part of a pers- personal statement is that, oh, uh, want to help people, want to help, want to do all these great things. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure like a lot of pe- medical students, when they get into medical school, they realize that it's it's a bigger force than they can. It's a big game of chess that you have to navigate very carefully. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that so yeah. many times. Yeah, it's a it's a completely different ball game. You have to play it very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people don't aren't quite willing to play that game, mm-hmm. right? 
or don't know how to play that game or maybe aren't as well supported based on you know multitude of reasons and but but that doesn't mean like but like most people make it through but it's just you have to be able to understand that it's this big force this big institution and you're probably unlikely to change a lot of the aspects of it because she yeah for example in my intern year one of my co-interns like her first year residency intern year she quit at the end of the year because she's like i just feel like i people weren't respecting me and i was just like girl you're a fucking intern we've all seen Grey's anatomy <laughs> nobody respects interns but that was her big problem he's like no one people treat me like like shit i'm a grown woman and it's like i agree people treat us like shit mm-hmm. we deserve like a base level of respect but like my thing is you're yes i agree with everything that you're saying but you're not going to change like yeah. hundreds of years worth of like people acting like this like mm-hmm. work your way through it and like you can slowly make changes once you're out of the system yeah but you know what i mean it's just like yes it sucks but it's just one of those things that unfortunately you just Damn. have to like go through it <sighs> It's this game that you just have to navigate. And some people aren't willing to do that. And it's fine. Like, I respect them for it. For you, has there ever been a moment where you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, I hate everyone here. No one's supporting me. Everyone's trying to be like, shit. (laughs) You're like, oh, that sounds like a Wednesday afternoon for me. Yeah, once a week. Like, even as an attending. Like, med school was hard. Residency was hard. Fellowship was hard. Being an attending is hard. But, you know, but overall, you like like your job. Well, I like my job. Can you elaborate on what makes it hard? Uh, what makes it hard? I yeah. think what makes it hard, um, I think burnout is very real. And there's a lot of things that contribute oh, to yeah. burnout. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm obviously in a different stage of my career now where I'm in attending, right? So I have, um, like, I'm the final say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what You're in your is. final form. Yes, my final form. <laughs> I think burnout when you're a medical student, resident, when you're a trainee, essentially, yeah, yeah. comes from, you know, you just have a lot of stuff to do. It's just very busy. And then your personal life, your social life takes a hit. Oh, yeah. So that contributes to burnout. And then you have all these people overseeing. You have like multiple bosses and like you have to navigate all that. And that contributes to burnout. Um from my in my field specifically, um, like last when fellowship, like patients contrib- contribute to my burnout. A, a lot of people don't talk about this when they talk about burnout in medicine. They'll talk about like, oh, like insurance companies give me a lot of hassle, mm-hmm. administrators give me a lot of hassle. Um, you know, like academic, we have to research, we have to publish papers, we have to do like sit on X, Y, and Z committees, yeah. have to teach, things like that, give lectures. I could never, these- nope. Yeah, like all these things contribute to burnout. Was like one thing I always see missing is like patients contribute to my burnout as well. Like when I have someone just like screaming at me, mm-hmm. you no, know? and when I have that like five times a day, you scream back, right? right? No, you should I don't scream, scream back. back. Why not? But I like, would. Even even over even over like silly things. It's not like I don't work in a field like my specialty is pain interventional pain medicine. I work I don't work in a field where like people die. It's it's a still a serious field, but it's not necessarily life or death. 
Yeah. Um, but e- but like every doctor experiences this. Like emergency medicine, I think experiences a lot of burnout from patients. Like if someone screams at you and that's like your entire day, you know that contributes to burnout. Um, I think we should just recognize that more because I think like you're trying to do your best to help the patient and sometimes it's necessarily not the thing that they want you to do. Yeah. When they yell at you and stuff, do you like take it personally or do you just like learn to, I guess like desensitize it? I've learned over time to desensitize it because I can, I can compartmentalize things pretty well. Like as an anesthesiologist, I do deal with life or death situations like Mm -hmm. all the time. Like if I don't do something within the next two minutes, this person's going to die. So I better do it right now. Um, so like, so when I encounter something in like a lower acuity situation, yeah. it doesn't really bother me that much. But like interactions with people, like people being like administrators, nurses, um, other attendings, um, attendings in different specialties or patients, you know, any kind of people, those interactions also contribute to burnout because I am completely respectful and kind to everybody that I talk to regardless of what level you are and what you mm-hmm. do in the hospital. Oh, but amen. other people but other people do not have that kind of similar respect for everybody else that they talk to. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to, for example, surgeons who will raise their voice at me. And then I'll just say something back very calmly. And then when they realize that I'm an attending, they will mm-hmm. completely change their demeanor really yes they will completely <gasps> change they will completely that's annoying change their demeanor which is like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if i'm a med student it doesn't matter yeah. if i'm the attending anesthesiologist you should talk to me the same way amen girl amen. right so i think stuff like that contributes to burnout also it doesn't help that you look like you're 20 and so they're probably that's probably why they're like oh you're a med student <laughs> Do, are you ever like like sassy back or not nah? Oh, I can bring the sass. Uh, <laughs> I can bring the sass. Oh, mama, you want sass? I'll bring you sass, mama. Yeah, but I've never, like, screamed at a person or, like, actually, like, raised my voice, you know? Really? I do it all the time. In, like, an aggressive way. Like, I don't, like, I don't really raise my voice. But my tone can definitely be very pointed. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, like, a lot of, like, gay lingo that we say like use do you ever like bring it to to work or are you like very you code switch yeah code switch i do code switch a lot uh i can never it literally in lab i'm always like slay work and my pi had to ask me like what do you mean by this slay i was like oh, oh my god yeah literally <laughs> it was like this european man he's like what what do you mean by slay and i was like i had to explain to him and or like i have to explain why i say boots a lot or like when they make a point oh, i'm like god. boots Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get like new followers and they're like, what do you mean by spill the tea? Spill this? the tea. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like spill the beans. And they're like, ah, yes. okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh my gosh. Literally. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. Yes. Thank you. I have a couple of questions to ask you. Yes. Do you have any, um, motherfucking advice to give to our listeners yes i think the biggest advice i can give is to pick your battles carefully like not not every fight is worth fighting that is so true yeah figure out what means the most to you 
and do that. But not every fight is worth fighting. Your mental health will take a hit if you fight every fight. That's a good goddamn advice. Yeah. Let me tell you, growing up, yeah. I was so stubborn. And I always had to say the last word. And I had to win every battle. Yeah. I think more more so now, I'm just uh lazy. That's what it is. Lazy to just keep talking. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Also, I'm 31. I'm just tired. <laughs> Girl, I feel you. Oh, my God. Okay, so, like, mentally, mm-hmm. I'm, like, 23. Physically, I'm 27, okay? And 27? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, well, I'm four years younger than you, remember? And, um, girl, let me tell you, these past couple of years, I feel my body aging. I used to be able to work in a lab 12 hours straight. No breaks mm-hmm. or, like, just on coffee and water. And now... I like feel the consequences of my body of just like giving up on me. I'm literally tired all the time. You got to take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of other people? You got to also, also advice number two, advice number two. Damn. Advice number two, the comeback. Okay. Yes. Um, Moisturize your hole. (laughs) Oh, damn. Okay. That's good. Okay. Everyone moisturize every preface of your body i promise you it is life-changing you're going to to my gaze to my gaze listen listen to this man he gives some good goddamn advice moisturize it's true true. and if my listeners want to follow you where can they find you um i'm on twitter and instagram at southern homo (laughs) wait (laughs) how did you come up with the name southern homo I was living in the South. Well, I grew up in the South, and I was gay, a homo. Wait, you're gay? I did not. I'm gay. I did I'm not a know that. A homosexual. Now you know on this podcast we don't like homosexuals. We don't like them homosexuals. You know that, right? Boots. So, um, <laughs> I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually canceling you right now. Alrighty, Mr. Southern, last name Homo, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And we will listen. No, fuck. And we, (laughs) I fucking hate these endings because I don't know how to ever end a podcast. All right, well, thank you so much, Mr. Southern Homo. Thank you. And we will see y'all, listen to y'all, hear y'all fucking next time. Thank you so much. Alrighty, bye bye. bye. (laughs) y'all. 